Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Hey, Trevor, it's Tuesday. How are you? Hey, Nick. How are you today? I am good. I'm good. I'm working from home today. I'm feeling comfortable. I got my my multiple screens, my laptop, the whole lot. I'm having. having I'm geeking oh, out. Me too. I've been up since four thirty, resetting up setting up my office because uh, I think I mentioned I was in the process of moving house. So I finally got into my house, and uh, now I've set up exactly the same thing. I've got my desk. I should show you one day, Nick. I've also it's also come become my den. So it's also got my wine cellar and my uh, bar in here as well. Oh, that's so. that's very risky. Very risky. I won't be going anywhere very often. I've just got to get the beer fridge in here and I'm sorted for life. <laughs> Super. So, look, got to apologise to everybody. We missed last week. I've, I've, I'm really sorry about that. Just work and Trevor moving and everything just got in the way of us, didn't it? It, it did, it did. So, yeah, sorry. But that's okay, Will. I'm sure everybody can forgive us for one week. I think they might. I think they might. So I'm really (laughs) excited today. We've got a special guest again. I'm I'm liking these guest segments. I reckon they're very cool. Um, So we're about to talk to um, Luke Butler from Needus. And and Luke is um, one of those, you you either love them or hate them in the IT industry. He's an IT recruiter. So we should probably talk about why we've got an IT recruiter on the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat, Trev. We should, we should, because that went through me initially as well. But I, I'm getting to, I'm starting to work it out. So um, I, 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 uh, I see now the industry is changing, and one of the things that uh, we're working in is that the accounting industry and that the IT industry is starting to blend a bit, and things like zero and uh, other applications are, are causing that. So people's people are starting to look out, and then needing in accounting, the accounting firms are starting to look out for IT people. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things there. I think accounting firms are looking for IT people to do various things, you know, configure their zero or integrate with XPM. But I think there's also a wave where lots of people are looking at, you know, Rod Drury being a unicorn now. And I saw an article, he's, he's now now a billionaire, which which is really successful, and, and going, oh, we can hire a couple of developers and build another zero, can't we? So so, so that's there. So I, I, I thought I'd invite my, my favourite recruiter on the show, Luke Butler, um, from a company called Needus, Needus au, and Luke's going to talk to us and by the way he doesn't sponsor the show but he should and he bought me some beers so it's okay <laughs> so um, we're, we're going to invite Luke in to um, give us a chat and tell us how the land lies with recruiting and technology hey good afternoon Luke Hey, Nick, how are you going? Mate, I am superb. I am superb. So I know Luke and Trevor haven't met, but Luke at the moment is my favourite recruiter. Um, I've had, uh, I've found some really special people through him. Um, but I guess we're going to throw it open and, and talk. And even it was funny, Trevor said, why have you got an IT recruiter? And Luke went, why am I talking to an accountant? So I'm going <laughs> to jam you two together and see what comes out of it. So, so, so Luke... Give us a, give us an overview of what you do. Tell us about your company and, and, and tell us about the types of people you tend to recruit. Yeah, Needus is an IT and T recruitment company. So we specialise in hiring anything from, you know, network engineers to project managers to, to developers. Obviously, I've helped you find personally, you know, testers and devs and UX people. So, I mean, as you're aware in the IT space, anything, you know, there's about a thousand different roles which... Um, yeah, it's confusing after a while. So, 
Cool. So it, it is confusing. So some terms there for everybody who doesn't know. Developers, devs, people who write code, testers, um, people who tell the developers that their code is rubbish, and UX people, that stands for user experience, they're people who make applications look beautiful and annoy both te- devs and testers when they try and make their applications look like what the UX people want them to look like. Would that be accurate or am I making it up? No, that's very accurate. And, and as you say, I mean, almost every day a new te- technology is coming out. It's extremely hard to keep on top of everything. So yeah, you have to be extremely proactive to understand anything. And I probably know about 1% of everything. So. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's, it's quite a confusing space, but you know you got to you got to be on your toes and ready to learn new things every day. Because as you know, when you you know when I first started doing this over ten years ago, we were talking about COBOL developers and Delphi developers, and you know those people almost don't exist anymore. So everything changes very quickly, and as you say, the accounting space is is very much becoming you know technology is changing everything for them. So. You know, hopefully we can help you. Yeah, no, so so I hear you. So, Trev, talk to us about the accounting industry hiring technical people because I'm, I'm seeing that more and more. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, so what we well, what you know, I've I've just been going through that same process myself. You know, so what we're seeing is accounting firms are getting into the space of creating IT divisions. So the accountant goes out and says, "Oh, well, I, I need to set up an IT division. I need to go and hire someone to in the IT." from the IT industry and they walk out and they go, give me an IT guy. That's all they know. They don't understand anything else. And, you know, so we'll sit down and we'll say, okay, well, what do I want? And we'll talk to one, someone like Luke and he'll tell us, oh, okay, you need a, you know, you're doing mainly support and services. So you'll need a first level support, second level support. You need a, a systems implementation, you need an engineer manager, someone, someone, um, sorry, to, an administrator to manage your system if you're doing it internally. So these things are happening all the time. And uh, one of the things that we find, you know, like as, in terms of an accountant, you know, our roles are, are fairly generic. You know, you start off as a graduate, you become a, an accountant, maybe you become a senior accountant, you move into as a manager, and then you become a partner. And, and, and in actual fact, you know, me sitting back and looking at the IT industry, I think the accounting industry, I think we need to broaden that aspect um, of, of our own um, titles or, or roles that people play in each business. We need to be, you know, because one of the things that I've, I've learned by working with you, Nick, in Hub One is, you know, there's, there's just so many different things that have to happen along the way. But yes, you all have to mix, mix a bit, but I think there's importance to, to look at that. So, yeah, that's what's going on. People are going out, they're hiring people. Um, and as you were saying before, People like well, Rod Drury was never an accountant. He went to his. He got with. He, I think he was the developer. I'm not really sure, but um, you know, these guys they got into the space. They're starting to develop apps and develop technology themselves, and uh, they need to think about that as they go through that process. So, so there's a question for Luke, right? If I'm I'm sitting there, I'm an accountant, right, Luke? And um, I know very little about technology, but I, I like it and I want to do something about it, and I want to hire some people. Should an accountant just go out to something like freelancer.com or Elance and, and just put out a job there and find someone? Are they going to get a good result from that? Or should they talk to someone like you? And if they talk to someone like you, what should they say? Yeah, freelancers typically, uh, in my experience, if you want to find someone on the cheap to do a particular project for you, they are typically overseas. And I mean, people use that to, to save money. I mean, in a case like yours where 
you know, someone doesn't, you know, like Trevor, if, you know, if you don't know a great deal about IT, I mean, you you can't just put something out there and, and pray. Like, you, you really have to talk to someone that understands what you want. And, you know, typically in accounting, they, you know, obviously back in the day, it used to be just all about keeping your computer running and, you know, support stuff. But no, absolutely not. I mean, freelance stuff, unless you're IT savvy, I mean, freelance is typically just to, you know, get a cheap build of something and, and pray it works. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of other tools to find people, recruiters, seek. Uh, LinkedIn is becoming a very hot place to find people. Almost any professional is on LinkedIn these days. But, um, I mean, I, I pay lots and lots and lots of money to have access to all sorts of databases and, you know, different ways of finding people. So I think with Freelancer, it, it's more about, you know, if you want something cheap done and, you know, typically it's never done very well because it's outsourced overseas somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a great way to go, especially if you don't really know what you're you're looking for yeah so so look I'd, I'd i'd agree with that big time luke so even as a technology savvy person like myself and i'm i'm, I'm kind of saying that um it's you are. Don't, uh, don't be modest. yeah right um but but i i i yeah i'll tell you some stories i've had a, a numerous phone calls from people who go oh nick can you help me out with project x and i go well, well what have you done well they, i went out to freelancer.com and I, I, I spanked you know it started at 500 bucks and now it's up to twenty five thousand, and it still doesn't really work and i don't see it getting any better and my project's going horribly wrong and i, I, I if i had a dollar for every one of those I, i'd like have 60 or 70 dollars um so there's there's certainly there's there's lots of people who do that so obviously even if I, and I know how to write a spec and I know how to manage a team and all those sorts of things and I struggle with it, I think somebody who's entering it into the first time is going to struggle getting decent results. Not saying you won't always, not saying there aren't brilliant people out there, there certainly are, but in the main, it's tough to solve it. So the other thing I noticed, and Luke, you can talk to talk about this, is there's a skill shortage. I, I know we talk about it a lot, but there is a, there, there is a skill shortage. Um is that affecting, you know, when people will take roles? You know, I could go out on LinkedIn and go, hi, I'm an accountant and I'm looking for a second-level support engineer. That's not going to excite many people, is it? No, it certainly isn't. I mean, writing job descriptions to getting people excited to join your company are, you know, just the beginning of the, the iceberg. Like, you, I mean, you, you have to be, you have to attract people. I mean, there's different ways of doing that by, you know, creating a good culture for people to work in, to paying them above market rates. But, yeah, I mean, Australia's a growing market and, you know, people that are working with new and exciting technologies, which is, you know, which everyone wants to do to keep up to date because if you're using older technologies, then generally the older technologies won't work on the newer technologies. So, yeah, I mean, if you want something done properly in the, in, in the right technologies these days, it's, there's a massive skill shortage. I mean, you have to do drastic things to get people. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. It's yes, really I'd, I'd agree with that. Not tough if you're that consultant, though, because that's not a tough place to be. I've met some of those, and that's a, that's a cool place to be. So, so Trevor, um, you know, Luke's talking about, you know, don't get a freelancer, and I've got to agree. Right? Don't go out to those sites if you don't know what you're doing. But attracting the right talent, and we've been, and if you look over the last 10 years we spent doing Hub One, we've been lucky in some cases, and we've been really unlucky in others, haven't we? No, well, um, look, I think most of the time uh, there's always been some sort of good experience with 
with everybody that's that, that we've had in there. But we've just, you know, that's uh, as I think as we evolved, um, the roles changed, and we needed to. We're such nice guys. I think we wanted to keep everybody in those, and thought everybody could do that next step. But um, that that was the difference. As the as the business evolves, then we need different people to do different roles. Cool. So let's let's get back on track. So on message. So where are we? Where there's a skill shortage. Um, you know, you've got to hire the right people to get the right quality of job done, and quality is really important if you're going to market with a product. Luke, scare us a little bit. You, you you mentioned market rates, but I don't see a market out there where I can go and track a software architect or a um, a UX designer or a, a senior tester or whatever. You know, what are some of the Australian market rates that you're seeing? Can you talk about those, or are you going to have to tell me? I'm yeah. not allowed to know. No, no, as you know, I'm very up, up front and honest with all my clients. But um, no, I mean, just the typical roles you just mentioned, like a, a tester, a, a really competent one, which will get the job done properly, is anywhere from eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars a day. Uh, a developer, the same. Um, you know, UX guys are even rarer, so they can charge anywhere from, you know, a thousand dollars a day or more. Um, you know, these, these are the skills that. You know, a lot of people are using for like uh, even gambling sites like UX guy. I knew a guy there running a team of about 18 UX people. They were spending probably two million dollars a year just to make their site more functional. Like that's how important things like UX is these days. And yeah, well, no, even, new roles. Incredible. Even, even if you look at zero, you know, their their focus is all around um, UX and and how it looks and how it feels, and they must spend a fortune on that. Um, and they, they, the yeah. people in there are changing constantly. Hundred percent. Well, zero, for example, they they would have more than likely well over a hundred IT staff, um, yeah. from support to development to I think, UI I think, UX people I think, to help I think, with functionality. Yeah, I think zero are in the thousands now. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> I, I, I I can talk to that. I used to run a dev team at Microsoft. We we had. Um, you know, to, we, we shipped a product, we had, and it really compared to something like Zero or Office 365, it wasn't that complicated. And we had a team of 200 building that product. Um, the product team cost us $200 million a year to build that product. And that was 20 years ago. So they're, you know, it's not cheap to build software, right? Well, you've got more things these days as well. You've got, you know, things need to be compatible on mobiles. Um, you know, as you say, the if if you are on zero and it you know you think it kind of sucks and you can't use it that well on your phone, they'll they'll go and use another software. Mm. I mean, it's, it's it's that competitive. Like you, you have to be has to run smoothly, and otherwise people move that quickly these days. They don't. It's not like the old days where it's like banking. There was you know a couple of options at it. Now there's you know fifty, a hundred different options. So yeah, you need to be cutting edge, or you'll or you'll miss out. Yeah, no, that's and that's that's a really good point. You've got to be cutting edge, and your software has to work, right? You can't ship rubbish software because people will go away really quickly. What do you What are your thoughts, guys, on integration? Like one of the big things that I I sort of see is you know you're getting all these applications coming in, and, and you said it yourself, so you, you know, people just jump across to different apps because that um, it's getting easier and easier to to do that. But integration just seems to be all over the place. You know, you've got some some people out there like in Zapier and, and, and so forth that are integrating applications together. But 
that's where I see a heap of work going on at the moment. Well, there's, there's so many different technologies out there. Like, you know, you can build things these days. In as, as Nick said, he worked at Microsoft. There's .NET. You've got Java. You've got PHP. You've got, you know, so many different ways of building something that, you know, as you said, Zach, you need, you know, it needs to be all worked together, which is which is a very tough job for whoever has that job, which is making your software compatible to. To every every other plugin that that could help your software, so yeah, that's a very important important aspect for sure. And I'm I'm just I'm I'm thinking through that. I'm going like you you're you're so right. But integration, I think Trevor's even being simpler. You know, apps integrating with each other. I think that's got to be the responsibility of the application developer. So. And, and what we're seeing is everybody, all these app developers are saying, oh, I create this beautiful open API. But that, and, and sorry, I'll, I'll explain my term. API is an application programming interface. It's a way applications can integrate together. So, so all these people are turning around and saying, we create these, these beautiful API. But when you peel back the covers, they actually restrict it to quite a large degree for competitive advantage. For example, um, it's incredibly difficult in zero. To do an export of every transaction in somebody's zero file. And when it's above a certain size, it says no. And that stops you being able to do a bunch of data analytics and, and actually mine your data and do all sorts of things like that. And that kind of limitation in their API, and they don't have to do that, is just fascinates me that commercial organizations are, are riding the look at us, we're really open. But when it actually comes down to things you want to do in the field, they're not really open at all. Um, and so integration engineers, people who can actually glue those software together, you can get, but they're super expensive people, right? Yep, certainly is. But as you say, investing a lot of money in IT is you know, something that's meant to make your life easier and make you more money moving forward. So if someone can use your software, and as you say, it's functionable, it's easy to use, and it saves you time, I mean, that's something you're going to spend money on, isn't it? So. That's why it's, why it's a big part of the future. I mean, anything like even Woolworths and Coles, like with the checkout thing. I mean, they're they're getting rid of stuff just to you know do it yourself, like technology. You know, same will same will happen with the accounting firms. As technology gets better, then you know things will become easier, and your jobs instead of being able to manage fifty clients, you might be able to manage a hundred, for example. Careful, careful. Oh, there we, there we go. That, that's all. <laughs> they don't like I've that. Seen, I've seen, I've seen a hundred accountants work out of a room when someone got up on stage and said that. <laughs> I've seen people wake up in no, the morning I, 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 in fear and wondering what the hell's going to happen because they're no, so. They, what they turn around and they go, "We're so busy at the moment. They've just they they're so busy doing stuff, you know." Um, so we got our CPA conference on Thursday, Friday. So everybody will be listening to this and pinging questions at me left, right, and centre because we seem to have a lot of um, people in the industry on it. And um, one of the things that we were talking about the other day was just um, when to run a conference. I.e., when is an accountant not going to be busy? So they just they they can't <laughs> see it. They cannot see that any technology is going to. And and to be honest, what happens is. As we as we speed things up and as we become more efficient, the government say, "Well, just give us more information. We'll just make you busier." So, really, what the difference then is is that that is being able to keep up, 
and be competitive is the hard part and actually make some money out of it. That's a really difficult thing. But oh, actually and, not have, running out of work, I don't yeah, think so. <laughs> no, and, and when I said that, I meant more on the lines of, you know, with your technology that you use, you know, to fill in details for your clients and stuff, you know, you, I'm sure you can automate things and make it easier for, you, for yourself um, <laughs> moving forward. Remember, remember Nick used to say to me, I do it once, I've learned, I do it twice, I've really learned it. If I do it three times, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fool. Yeah, so it's about manual processes, right? If you, if, you, if you do it once, you know how it works. If you do it twice, like you should really know it and you should have automated. If you do it the third time, you should be fired. Not you're a fool. You, you should, because I said it the other day with a bunch of accounts and the look that I got was just like, that's all they do. Same thing over and over and over again. But um, why, you know. why would you? And I, I, like, I'm, I might be smart, but I'm also incredibly lazy. I, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you an idea. I'm the treasurer for our referees association. And we do a pay run of 673 referees every week um, who officiate at um, 1,253 games or something like that. Um, and I've now got it to the point where it used to take the previous treasurer two days to do a pay run. It now takes me 15 minutes. I export a file, run some scripts I wrote, and suddenly everybody's paid and they've all been notified. So that's the type of magic that's going to happen across all sorts of things. And why would you do processes yourself more than once is what I think. And that's yeah. why... It comes back to the whole start of the conversation we had before. Accountants aren't going to spend money on IT and technicians to go and write that stuff. Well, no, because they can charge to do it. But I think what you'll find is the crazy levels of investment that Luke is talking about, you know, like the thousand bucks a day um, and more for the right type of person. When you actually look at the costs, it can save your business. I think the problem with accountants is they go, oh, it's going to save me money. I won't be able to charge as much. Not, oh, it's going to well, save some, me money and I can charge some, the same. Yeah, some think about that. You know, I you, you probably would say that the, the the meeting of Hamish Edwards and Rod Drury was is has been a success story and you know, a very big success story in the accounting game because what happened was the, the, the client said to the accountant, We can do this better and the client then went and wrote it together with the accountant and some guidelines and you know, that that, that advancement was massive in two thousand and ten. But now we're at two thousand and 18 and there's still a lot of people sitting there doing the same thing and um it'll be interesting to see what happens it's uh, it's happening in a hurry cool so that's that's kind of taking us up to time trevor we're, we're kind of getting to the end of our session so so i that's been fascinating i think i'll do some last words from everybody but before i do luke thank you so much for for coming and talking to us if anybody wants to get hold of you how would they do it um well they know you obviously, but um, no, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Luke Butler at well, NEDUS, N-E-D-U-S, um, and yeah, I'm sure you'll have to pass them on details if they contact you also, so yeah, we'll yeah, put ha happy, to, happy to give any advice to anyone, free of charge of course, and a friend of Nick's is a friend of mine. Well, that's a, that's a huge offer. You better be careful, Luke. You might not have yeah. any time to go and recruit. Um, um, I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming anyone that listens to this must like you in some way or another. I, 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 
I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say that. Yeah, I, th- I think so, so, some people just listen to get I mean, dirt on me. <laughs> a friend of Trevor's is a friend of mine. So yeah, I've been hanging around. People like Trevor So I know all the people you send off and you're refereeing or certainly wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't like you too much. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a couple of those after this weekend, but they'll get they'll get over it. They'll be fine. Um, so no, that was that was cool. So look, I'll put a link to your website and your contact details in the description of the um, of, of this episode of the podcast, so you can all go look at it. Trevor, some last words from you. For me, yeah, like the, the thing is that, is that I, I sort of really believe that the accounting industry and the IT industry are, are going to mesh. You know, you and me, Roger E. Hamish Edwards, Trevor Shoemakers, Nick Bojard, you know, their stories where where accountants have got together with IT people and started to build build some pretty cool stuff together. So that that's going to happen, and, and but you really need to understand this whole recruitment process in the IT industry. It, it's completely different to anything you've done before and um and and you've got to go in there with with open eyes and it's going to be really hard it's not easy to get the right person um in that space yeah i'd I'd agree with that so do speak to people like luke so luke and trevor thank you so much for coming on the podcast trevor thank you once again it's been a a blast and if you're listening to this podcast make sure you subscribe hit the subscribe button you'll be notified when we ship another one of these dodgy fireside chats thanks for listening i hope you all have a fantastic day see ya see you later